Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andrea Gazzetta. Yay! Yay! We are continuing our series on... Sherry Schreiner. And some crazy reptilian bullshit. Yeah, get your Oregon blasters ready. (laughs) And if you don't have one... Keep listening. We'll yes. show you how to make we'll one. We'll tell you how to make them. But before we get into it, we have got some news and reviews. <laughs> First piece of news is that we are returning to Panic Fest in 2020. Woo! Panic. Panic. Yes. We will be at the Screenland Armor Theater in Kansas City, uh, where we will be returning for Panic Fest and doing Cult Podcast Live on January 25th at 2.45 p.m. Woohoo! If you are anywhere near the area, please come. Tickets are available now. They are $10 if you don't have a festival pass. They're $8 if you do. Uh, and you can find tickets on cultpodcastshow.com. Up at the top, we have a banner that says click here for tickets. It's very easy, very streamlined, and it has all of the information about the show. The second piece of news that we have is that we have a Patreon now. Woo-hoo. Yes, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast to check it out for just $5 a month. You get access to our bonus show and a shout out on the show. And there are a bunch of other really cool tiers that you can check out as well. This Patreon has everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brigadier generals. <laughs> Etc. Um, and before we start, we have another five star review. This one comes to us from Will HH. A smash hit, they say. Three good friends, great jokes, and returning gags, horrifying history, and interesting details, and gator lawyers. This show is fantastic. Paige, Mondo, and Andrea, yay! yay. Do such a such good research and lay out the history and development of people to cult leaders and the growth of other odd or curious groups in such an entertaining and informative way. Infused with the story is charming banter from their own lives. You can enjoy the show for just the ride it takes you on, or you can follow up on the resources they share and go down your own rabbit hole. Thanks, Tony Kansas, for the dome. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Jesus, for the dome. Thanks, Jesus, for the dome. Uh, yeah, and I think without any further ado, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have Andre Gazzetta. Yay! Yay! Uh, <laughs> we are continuing this week with our coverage of Sherry Schreiner. Yes. When we left off last week, uh, YouTube had been invented. What was previously self published books and online radio now had a new platform that could reach tons more people. Yes. 
in a shorter amount of time. I believe historians have started calling this year the death of productivity, too. Mm. That's uh, what signifies YouTube's coming into our lives. Oh, yeah, because now it's just like we're on our phones constantly and we don't do shit. I think at this point you're still... Smartphones aren't really... So they were very rudimentary at this time. So So I went to college in the end of 2006. Okay. Basically, like September of 2006, I started college and YouTube was brand fucking new. We'd never, I mean, we we had online videos, but they would take forever to load. They were spread across a bunch of other different websites. So you had to like know the site to get to it. And if you didn't know the URL, you couldn't find it. Yeah. But YouTube meant that you could just type in some idea of what you thought the video was and probably find it Mm -hmm. if it was on YouTube. We, our smartphones couldn't play videos at the time, or at least couldn't play YouTube. Some of the other sites could play videos. I did have a smartphone at this time that could take video, Mm. but it was very grainy. It was very low, low quality. Yeah. You could send them, but it would take forever to download them to the person you sent them to. iPhones were around, but they weren't super common. It wasn't until I was like, I would say 20, 2008 to 2009. Yeah, yeah just when about. Smartphones start to become popular. I got my usable. first iPhone in like 2009. What year did YouTube come out? 2005. 2005. Okay. So you were like nine. Yes, I was nine. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Where were you guys? I was in, I was finishing high school. Uh huh. Where were you? Also finishing in high school. Ah, interesting. <laughs> interesting how that works. Yes, our love is a crime. We get it. Keep moving. <laughs> and originally on YouTube, there like wasn't like because people you had to upload stuff. So like the original YouTube sometimes just wouldn't have stuff mm-hmm. like it didn't have a ton of stuff. And it was almost entirely like what we would think of as like meme videos now. Yeah, it was almost entirely that. And prank videos. But that's when, so like my first year of college was when people really started making like web videos, Mm -hmm. like sketch comedy web videos. There were some. Remember Charlie? I do remember Charlie the the Unicorn. Charlie Charlie the the Unicorn. Unicorn. And then there was the one with the Harry Potter puppets. Oh, Uh, Harry Potter puppet pals. Yep. Yep. Snape. Snape. Severus Snape. Yes. Uh, I also. I followed a number of sketch comedy groups who either would make stuff on YouTube or a lot of times had their own sites because YouTube wasn't popular yet. Yeah. yeah. Derek Comedy. Derek Comedy was Childish huge. Gambino was in. Yeah. The, the big black, this is a backpack full of big black dildos. Um, <laughs> I followed uh, Barats and Beretta was another one. Mm-hmm. My sister had like a friend of a friend who had a sketch comedy group and now they all write for stuff that's like huge. So like we kind of got to watch the birth of what everyone wants to do now. Like, you know. 2005 was such a weird, different time than it is now. I mean, just to imagine there was a white president. Uh, Donald Trump was a laughing stock. Uh, the internet he was at the full time. He of memes. He was on memes. TV and he was wildly successful. And people, like, we didn't like him personally. Like, yeah. he wasn't a fun dude. But nobody thought he was crazy, necessarily. They That's were just fair. like, this is a weird TV show. 
They, I mean, he basically had a TV show built around hiring interns and then making them do the worst stuff. Yeah, it really wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't until like 2007 that we really started to think maybe he was crazy. Yeah. I mean, his t- television show was hazing, essentially. Yeah, yeah it was just so. hazing as a TV show. But I do remember prior to YouTube... If you wanted to watch something on the internet that was like funny or a video, you had to find someone who knew where. Well, like it was yeah. completely yeah. word of mouth. Oh yeah. Like we used to watch a um, a web TV show, which was like we're not. There weren't a ton of them, but we wanted. We used to watch one called We Are Not Infected, mm-hmm. and we would have to watch it on their site. So we'd have to like go to, or Homestar Runner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a big one. Love Homestar Runner. But so this is what takes Sherry from being this thing that maybe a couple people knew about and would pass around kind of like pamphlets at gun shows, but just people would pass it around through the conspiracy community, her mm-hmm. radio show. Now it's accessible to everyone. Literally anyone looking for conspiracy thought can just type it into YouTube, which is kind of how Flat Earth spread too. Oh, yeah. 100%. This, th- yeah, what we kind of talked about last episode a little bit is that this, the YouTube uh, cesspool uh, <laughs> is a good breeding ground for having these like locked away secrets because uh, at the time when YouTube came out, there wasn't a lot or anywhere, there was not anywhere near as much content as there is now. Right. And so now when you find these videos, it means so much more because it's, it's again, like, whereas YouTube was the end of videos being spread out across the net. Now YouTube is video spread across YouTube and you still have to find those videos. And, and so you're back to having a kind of like, oh, I found the secret thing feeling right. when you find this shit on YouTube. Well, and you you it creates cults of personality where yeah. like there are specific YouTube channels I follow because I like that person and I like their videos even if I don't necessarily watch everything it's like i'm tracking and following them yeah the same happens for sherry and in a way you know youtube much like the internet was created without any initial planning for oversight (laughs) yeah because you couldn't no one i read uh, a thing by nobel prize economist who said that in 10 years after the birth of the internet, we would find that it would have no more effect on the economy than the fax machine did. And they're correct. The fax machine's probably more successful. Yeah, but that guy, well, that guy's whole point was that the internet wouldn't affect the economy at all. And he was like a Nobel Prize winning economist. Like no one had any idea how big the internet was going to be at all. Well, and, and what is or still... Maybe, maybe not nobody, but... Well, and the reason I would say that the fax machine is more successful is because monetizing the internet itself and internet content has been the challenge since the beginning that no one has really mastered. We've been able Wait, to monetize... That's not true, though. Well, we've been able to monetize services. Yeah, but I mean, like, YouTube was monetized and a lot of people got really f- rich off of it. They got rich off of advertising. Right. Yeah. If they didn't have ads, they're still making that content for free. And And the ads are still for services. That's really the only monetization we've been able to have. But monetization through ads only applies if you have 
tens of millions of people. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you get you get a small amount of money per thousand people that watch. Right. And if now the big problem is that if you fit into a category of people that YouTube deem inappropriate for advertising, you get demonetized. Yeah, and you won't make any money off of it. So you're not getting paid to do the thing like you would through a TV show or something given a budget. I see. You're getting paid in however many people watch your ads and then also it's all speculative essentially no one's being paid up front for the work that they do they're putting work out in hopes of getting paid for it exactly Mm. and the things that haven't we're still not sure how to adjust them like netflix is huge and everyone uses netflix but even netflix is trying to figure out there's a problem with netflix shows not making it past a third season it's because they're not sure exactly how to go about doing this thing and keeping it profitable the same thing with podcasts. This is why things like Patreon came to be because in order for people, it's this constant cycle of like, if you want to be paid to make content, make content, you have to prove that you can make content. And in order to prove that you can make content, that costs money. Right. So it's this weird kind of, it's it's been it's a, a struggle very, since day one. It's a very privileged place to be able to create content with no compensation. Right. So like all of us have other sources of income. Right. Or other ways that were supported by family or whatever to be able to start and do this. Right. Yeah. So it's it's tricky. But the one thing it does provide is exposure. Mm-hmm. Exposure doesn't pay the rent, but it is not, you know, nothing. Huh. Unless you're a stripper. Tell yeah. that to people that are planning weddings. <laughs> Would you want to photograph my wedding for exposure? No, I, that's what I mean. It doesn't pay money. I know, that's what I'm But saying. in the context of like spreading ideology, it's invaluable. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, conste- in the context of like, we want people to listen to our podcast, so we put it out for free. Mm-hmm. And if you're a crazy person, well, let me rephrase that. If you're someone who believes they have a, me- a message to share, the lack of monetization is not going to stop you. Right. <laughs> yeah, look at us. We did this show for two years before we made ever any kind of money off of it. <laughs> but we thank you. Thank oh, you yeah. so much. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that not being paid isn't going to stop these dumb jokes I got to get out of my system. <laughs> um, the trick with conspiracy theory is it can be harmful. Mm-hmm. The New Republic article that we were basing a lot of this on, if you want to look at the sources, a lot of them are on the last episode, but one of the main sources is the article on the New Republic about how YouTube enables conspiracy theories. Hmm. And one of the quotes from that article that I found incredibly useful was, like many other members of the fringe theory community, Shiner espouses horrific bigotries. Nearly every reptilian plot is scaffolded by homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, misogyny, or some combination thereof. More than anything, though, the videos reveal Shriner as a vicious anti-Semite, who refers to Jews as Satan's offspring. Wow. And declares Zionism a tentpole project of the reptili- of the reptilian agenda. Most conspiracy theories are about others. Uh, that's a quote from Anna Merlin, who was the author of Republic of Lies, American Conspiracy Theorists and Their Surprising Rise to Power. She continues saying, whether they be Jews, immigrants, Masons, and reptilians, conspiracy theories are fundamentally about invaders. Hmm. Interesting. Fear of the other, baby. It is the fear of the other. 
And in Sherry's case, what we've seen, especially in the last episode, is she is kind of an outsider. Um, she hears voices that people don't believe in. She believes things that have been told to her psychically mm -hmm. uh, that do not align with the church environment that she was growing up in. And so she is kind of ostracized. And this gives her an outlet and a way to reach out to people. And in doing so, she targets the people that did not believe in her. So one of the core tenets, uh, tenets of her essentially sermons become that churches are the whores of Babylon and America is modern day Babylon. Wow. She also claims that uh, the end times would be like the last days of Noah. And what we didn't know about the last days of Noah is that there was an alien agenda then and there's an alien agenda now. Okay. Oh, like um, Noah from Noah's Ark? Yes, she okay. believes that the reptilians have been behind the scenes of literally everything in our entire history. Did he have two different reptilians on his arc then? I mean, you would assume so they could fuck. Yeah. I am very confused. Me too. I, you know, whatever. Um, but she basically goes through in still in the introduction to this book, by the way, mm -hmm. in her introduction to decoding the Bible and the alien agenda. Um she goes through multiple points in biblical history claiming that aliens were involved. Okay. She then says, when you're done reading this book, your eyes will be open to the truth that the Lord has revealed to me. And she means directly. Huh. This is what she was decoding in the Bible. I hope your eyes were open while you were reading the book, because otherwise you didn't retain any of that knowledge. Yeah. Um. And again, just like last time, I'm not a psychologist, <laughs> but I have been on public transit. <laughs> and I think it's very clear that we are dealing with someone who is displaying signs of potentially mental illness who is either not being treated mm -hmm. or has chosen not to be treated. And that is kind of what we're seeing with Sherry. We over and over again, she talks about hearing voices and seeing patterns where they do not necessarily exist. She has created this world and this narrative for herself, cobbled together from a few of the things that she has found. She's very paranoid. She starts making YouTube videos, but she never shows her face in any of them. It is always her voice because she doesn't want people to recognize her. That's a very common thing with these conspiracy videos that I've seen is, is they'll put these like terrible stock photos and then just use pretty much like every transition available in windows movie maker from mm -hmm. like 2005 so they'll be saying some like pretty terrifying dark evil shit and then you just have a star wipe that's like yes um she puts out many many videos where she believes that she is catching celebrities transforming in and out of their reptile form interesting okay um how is she catching them is it it's like a just a bad ball? video. Yeah. I was oh. going to say with the Pokeball. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a bad video. It's a lot of people getting out of cars and stuff where they're moving fast and a camera without a good graphics card can't track, hmm. basically. And so as the footage is garbled, she's claiming that that's where they're turning into reptilians. One of the most famous ones is like Donald Rumsfeld at one point licks his lips and people say that he has a forked tongue, but he's just... He's just licking his lips. Like Gross. What if he does have a forked tongue? Uh, yeah. 
but no one talks about the fact that Ronald Rum Donald <laughs> I know no one talks about the fact that Donald Rumsfeld had a, a butt plug in his ass at all times <laughs> and oh. that it was forked oh no <laughs> um that's why he looks so uncomfortable getting out of cars that's yes, what all those shots are absolutely from. Uh, as Sherry's audience on YouTube grew, she started to establish communities on Facebook and within YouTube as they added commenting because originally you couldn't comment on. Oh, oh. yeah, mm, remember that? Yeah, I do. Remember Before that. everyone had a goddamn opinion. I know. Did you know what the first uh, YouTube comment was? No. It was first. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be gay because that was <laughs> that very, was the that's second the one. Most common on YouTube is you'll just like post a stand-up thing and they'll just be like gay and you're like this that has nothing to do with anything you're terrible the this first is a bit about hot pockets i don't understand <laughs> i don't understand the gayest of snacks um the first youtube comment was first the second youtube comment was gay and the third youtube comment was first edit gay <laughs> So that's pretty much been like that from the beginning. I, yeah. Uh, and then a lot more about how you're a whore. Yeah. I, one time uh, a comedy club posted a video of my standup and somebody basically called me a fat sloth whore and then Jake bought me gummy sloths. So everything <laughs> turned out okay for Aww. me, I think. <laughs> it was great. Now it was within these communities that Kelly Pingilly, Pingilly, I believe. Uh, who we talked about in the last episode, who mm -hmm. unfortunately took her own life. Um, this is where she and Sherry basically connected and where she began empathizing with Sherry's assertions that no one had ever listened to her and or understood her. Um, Sherry very much portrays herself as like a misunderstood prophet. Like, I have the answers. I just want to help people, but nobody will let me help them. And that really, I think, resonated with Kelly. That's very interesting that anyone who thinks they're important enough to get uh, the word of God, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's interesting that somebody thinks that no one listening to them isn't a sign that maybe they're wrong. Right. Um, so she actually joined Sherry and another group of followers. Now, Sherry actually had a group of tangible followers who knew her in person. Interesting. As opposed to just online. I would have assumed that because a lot of these conspiracy people now are wary of meeting up with people because they think that it, they're government uh, actors who that are... is the thing that oh, comes up. Oh, <laughs> yes. of course it does. Mm -hmm. um, but at this time, uh, this is before Sherry's re paranoia reached that level, mm -hmm. um, they would go on missions to New York and... Kentucky, where the group <laughs> believed uh, that they were battling the New World Order psychically. Okay. So, Those are two very strange places to put in the same category. I know, when clearly they should have been in Las Vegas for the dark magic meetup. <laughs> Astral project your way there. Um, so That is the problem with Facebook groups, is you will get invites to dark magic meetups in Las Vegas. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, they also went to Fort Knox okay, uh, to allegedly defeat the evil New World Order forces psychically. How? How? What? What's the procedure? Like, so, did she say, like, oh, we're going to defeat them psychically? Like, because the one lady you talked to us about, like, they would have pens and they'd, like, sword fight or whatever. But, like, what was her procedure? So Orgon first you, energy. What? What's that? 
oh, it's energy from the state of Oregon. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys asked, though. Hmm. Okay. Oregon energy, according to conspiracy theory and some theosophical thought, is the life force energy that we all have. And the idea is that the reptilians are keeping us down by feasting on our organ energy. But also if you have too much organ energy, that could also hurt you. So you have to create organ blasters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, I found many videos on YouTube. Uh-huh. Are Oregon blasters anything like cheesy blasters? No, because no, then I'd be all on board. I <laughs> think she's saying Oregon, not Oregon. I am saying Oregon. Yeah, I said Oregon. Oregon. O-R-E-G-O-N? No, Oregon. O-R-G-O-N-E. Oregon. Huh, yeah. Okay. Oregon. It's made up, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are many, 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 many videos on YouTube of people making Oregon blasters. And Cher used to sell them on her website. What do they make them out of? Here's the thing. Everyone makes them different. That's why you know it's made up. But the best one I found where they actually showed step by step what they would do. Is, I'm sorry. Is they would get. A fuck ton of crystals. Okay. What kind of crystal? They were just clear ones. Okay. Y you know, which here's the thing. I get crystals. I understand people thinking crystals are magical. They're beautiful. They're sparkly. They come from the earth. That all makes sense to me when somebody's like, I think crystals have power. I'm like, I don't, but I understand why you would. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Orgone. Not so much. So they get a bunch of crystals and they kind of like smash them into smaller pieces and then they put them in muffin tins. Okay. A what? Okay. Muff <laughs> muffin tins with. <laughs> this home at class got weird as fuck, bro. Yeah. With copper coils. Okay. And aluminum shavings. The aluminum shavings are very important for some reason. They never explained it, but apparently they're important. And then into each one of those muffin tins they pour fiberglass boat resin. Oh my God. And let it solidify. So it makes these really ugly, just kind of like black chunks. Crystal cakes. Crystal cakes. Hey guys, I brought the Oregon blasters. Michael, these are just cupcakes. I gotta get to my kids' elementary school fast. <laughs> these are brand muffins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Equally as inedible. Hello, Junior? Don't eat the muffins. <laughs> uh, they look... And they're just like heavy because resin is kind of heavy. Mm -hmm. So they would like make necklaces or vests or hang them on themselves or carry bags of them. Great. So they're just making jewelry. There's a lot of Oregon jewelry out there. Uh, necklaces are the most common. Okay. Like pendants. You can how, wear them around. How big are the actual... Is it muffin size? So they were like muffins. The ones I saw them making online were muffin size, but you could buy smaller necklace ones, but they were still large for a necklace. Yeah. And that was what Kelly Pingilly had on her huh. when she passed away. And it was one that she had purchased from Sherry. Interesting. Yeah. And Sherry was charging like $45 a blaster and people were stocking up. In fairness... Resin is, is pretty expensive. expensive. 
you're buying all those crystals. Yes. Copper ain't cheap unless True. you're stealing it. Every I single it. time you are ruining a muffin pan. <laughs> just <laughs> no, fucking one the, up. The dude in YouTube, those muffin pans had been used a lot. Oh, God. And he had like, like... 60 <laughs> like it was like mass producing organ box and you know he's not using different muffin sheets for when he makes muffins you also know he is not ventilating right because the visions outside. are getting worse but yes probably <laughs> but this was this became a thing this is why a lot of people started to question sherry is because she was selling a lot of these things oh that's why they and, started to question it that's when the question started and i understand you. getting crystals crushing them up putting them into a muffin tin with a bunch of other things that are kind of poisonous baking those things turning them into a necklace and then putting them out online well, you don't bake them you just let the resin just cure. the resin cures. oh god yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes me so much more okay with this <laughs> whole <laughs> thing <laughs> i thought they were ba- i thought the insinuation of putting them in a muffin tin meant they were baking them and i was like like you no, they are, just want them in that shape. You just open up this mu- this oven and you are just inhaling early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> you are just inhaling a cloud of dementia. I mean, to be fair, if you're spending that much time around a lot of resin, it's also not great for you. It, I don't yeah. know it destroys your brain doing. cells real fast. Yeah, if it's you're not, not ventilated you. and whatever. Exactly. It'd make you very sick. I I poured when I was in art school, I made a antlers out of resin once and I didn't do it over proper ventilation and I got I almost threw up. I got so sick. I felt yeah. so bad. So don't when do I was that. in high school, we just smoked resin, which is when you don't have weed, so you scrape the sides of a of a a, a bowl like a, a pipe and then all this black gunk which is just burnt marijuana it comes off and you smoke it and you feel gross and you hate your life choices and you get kind of high what a nice hobby you have yeah <laughs> i wouldn't call it a hobby more than an addiction you should get back into jewelry making <laughs> <laughs> so they would essentially go to places and bring all of these organ blasters. Okay. And by just allegedly bringing them with you to the area and having the mental intention to defeat people, they were allegedly waging these psychic battles. At one point, at, after their trip to Fort Knox, Kelly claimed that she helped liberate a group of, quote, beautiful turtle people from a government prison. Oh, my God. Where did they go? Obviously into the ocean to be taken out by their true enemy. But those Fort things Knox that hold soda cans together. You mean sharks? <laughs> or straws? Or straws. Um, they're, they're psychic turtle people. You think they can't they're not teleport psychic. to... They're just turtle people, Armando. You think someone's going to be half turtle, half people, and not have psychic powers. Okay, which one of us is really <laughs> uh, dumb here? No, they're going to be ninjas. Duh. <laughs> that actually leads us to the next point. Um, because on their trip to New York City, <laughs> no, they went on a hunt for, they believe that there was a government base because according to Sherry Schreiner, there are tunnels that extended all the way to the Bronx and all the way under New York, even Midtown and Times Square. And I'm like, yeah, it's the subway. Yeah. <laughs> Their secret underground tunnel. It's the They're train. They're growing mutant turtles. Sherry said that the god Yahuwah, who was the <laughs> real god, not Jesus, and that Jesus is one of the whores of Babylon. Whoa. Oh, that's what she said. It's Yahuwah. not what I said. Okay, real quick, though. Yahuwah is just... Yes. 
Joshua and with a different pronunciation, which is a which form is of the a name form Jesus. Form yes. of the na- oh. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Bitch, this is something <laughs> we encounter with twelve tribes and a bunch of other people as well. That they're like, no, the real God is Yeshua or Yahuwah, and I'm like, that's it's the same name. The same name. See, to me, it sounds like a woman from the Bronx who's very, very poorly judging her neighbors and just being like, you, Yahuwah, Yahuwah, Yahuwah. <laughs> Flip tables. <laughs> this Jesus fellow, a whore um, of Babylon. Now, Sherry claims that for their mission to New York, uh, that Yahuwah made them invisible. Yahuwah. Okay. And she also claims that New York City would be, at quote, at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean if it wasn't for their efforts. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Look at it this way. New York City, is it at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean? It's not. Proof. Well, then fucking prove that they proof. did it. If they hadn't have done it, it would have been in the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> we Paige. Don't, we don't know that. If I hadn't have put the weirdest art supplies in this muffin tin, <laughs> you, you would have had nothing. Nothing. Now, at this point, Kelly actually started her own blog. This is about 2011. Okay. Mm. Ooh, the year of the blog. Yeah. Uh, and on her blog, she said that a little over a year ago... That she, quote unquote, woke up again spiritually the way she had been when she was a kid. Now, she is at this point around 21 to 22 years old. Okay. Which is prime time for an onset, potentially. Of schizophrenia. Or or something else. Um, I know schizophrenia is, I, I believe, more prevalent in young men. Um, but... At this point, we start to see Kelly have kind of a similar trajectory. However, her friends and family have not said that there was any diagnosis, that anything like that had happened, but they were all worried for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did reach out to her. They did the right thing. They tried to contact her. They stayed in her life. They really made every effort to reach out to someone that they felt was in a bad place, um, which is good because... That's really all you can do is keep the lines of communication open, reach out, check in with people. Um, And they did that. Um, Her family believes that she may have experienced an onset of schizophrenia, but was never able to be diagnosed because she did not seek help. It Uh, was requested of her and suggested, but... Many people that start to experience this actively fight getting help because they feel if you feel like the government is in a conspiracy to make your life worse and everyone's telling you you need to go seek help to an authority figure you feel like that's part of this conspiracy also if you have somebody saying that like you don't need help because obviously you just helped liberate turtle people and you saved New York. Right. And and so on the one hand she has her friends and family who are who love her and care about her and are trying to check in with her and make sure that she is okay. But on the other hand she has this person with a huge YouTube following telling her they don't understand. They're trying to get to you and you're seeing the truth. Yeah. And that's, for me, where this becomes really problematic and frustrating. And while I feel bad for both Sherry, because I believe Sherry is also suffering from undiagnosed or untreated mental illness, Mm -hmm. it impacted Kelly. 
You yeah. know, the, like that makes me sad for both. Well, because she doesn't want to get help because she has a, a leader that is telling her that she is the real life equivalent of Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which her family actually has commented on where they their biggest frustration with Sherry is that she makes everyone out to seem like a superhero. Mm-hmm. And why, if you have the choice between seeking treatment or being a superhero, you choose superhero. Who wouldn't? Right. Yeah. And it's Who so much. That? Otherwise, you have to admit something's wrong with you. Right. Which is difficult. It's so much harder to seek help than it is to just buy several muffin tins as well. And They're like $8. Exactly. Well, and stretch pants that reveal your bulge are also very cheap. So. Well, obviously, I saw them in cats, and the budget for that was insane. It was like it was like ninety-eight million dollars. Jesus! Oh God, someone's lost a bunch of money. <laughs> now they did keep following her blog, and did keep reaching out to her. This she is was her in, family. This is her family, okay. and she was in contact with her family throughout a lot of this. Although that contact decreased the further and further this went Mm -hmm. um but not for their lack of trying you're talking about kelly right kelly yeah sherry we have no idea we never hear about her family again um sherry still alive sorry not now but at this point but at this point in the story she was okay kelly's writings became increasingly troubling uh they didn't seem to have much basis in reality she wrote about seeing visions and hearing voices which is in large part why her family believes that she had an undiagnosed mental illness. Um, about one week before her death in December 2012, she claimed that she believed the apocalypse was coming and that Yahua had shown her a symbol that foretold the invasion by an alien race that would, quote, eat and enslave humans. On the night of December 28th, she left the note on her pillow describing what she believed to be directions for the end times and drove off into the wildlife park where she took the entire bottle of sleeping pills to kill herself while wearing an Oregon medallion. Jesus. Yeah. Her family has said, quote, Shriner fills people's heads with delusions of grandeur and tells them that they're really angels with magic powers in human form. And again, a lot of this is from that article from the New Republic. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend that people read it. Um, Her brother, Nate, continued to say, part of why my sister killed herself was to reach that next level of spirituality. She's convinced that her, she was convinced that her suicide note, she was convinced in her suicide note that she was off to fulfill some grand destiny, not kill herself. So she wasn't necessarily somebody who had an innate desire to end things out of pain. She believed she was going to another plane and fully believed it to the point where she took action. When Sherry found out about her death, Sherry claimed that a NATO death squad had actually murdered her and that she had not taken her own life and that any evidence to say that she had was planted. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a tactic used by these uh, conspiracy theorists to turn any loss into a martyr because essentially, like, well, first of all, if they die following the teachings of Sherry, that's bad. But secondly, this just proves her point to the people that are on the you know on the inside. 
it just serves to explain away any loose ends and then keep everyone scared and on the inside. It's very, very common. The uh, term is uh, suicided, right? Is yes, what they call that it. You've been suicided. Yeah. Now, Kelly, according to Sherry, she says that Kelly just pissed people off because she was supposed to kill me three months earlier during their trip to New York and she refused to kill me. So, and Schreiner has basically talked to the Daily Beast a couple times. They have two different articles on her. That's from one of them. Mm. Um, she also claims that murder orders and death threats come in all the time, specifically from the White House. She claimed that she was number two on Obama's death list, <laughs> which yeah, I don't right. think such a list exists. And also, why wouldn't it be like Kim Jong-un or whatever? Like number two means that's you're right behind Osama bin Laden. I do like though that she did she did have the humility to mark herself as number two. Number two. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she knows where she's at in life or in Obama's life. And Does she though? <laughs> <laughs> she claims that Kelly was supposed to kill her before they went to New York so that their trip would never happen and that New York would fall into the ocean. Okay. Oh, that's like her plan. Yeah. So she's like a sleeper cell that's supposed to like. But she didn't do it. She went against her orders, allegedly. And that's why NATO killed her. Huh. I mean, to say that this story doesn't make a lot of sense is something you both already know because. Yeah. Yeah. She continued. She would write blogs about Kelly's passing and she would say that she didn't give up without a fight and they left all the fake evidence. NATO is involved. She turned it into a rallying cry for her followers, obviously, saying that Obama is on the march. And if you're not with him and the alien new age, you're against them. They have their lists and they're going to work on them. They're checking them twice. Obama knows who's naughty and who's nice. And she finished by saying Kelly's death is a wake up call that they are after Yah's people. Yah, short for Yahuwah. Yeah. But it sounds like Yah's people. (laughs) So they start making even more orgone pendants and selling them. Okay. Who, Who needs more of this shit? This is like when kids make crafts and people are like at first they're like, okay, yeah, like I'll support your walking stick, whatever. And then after a while, people are like, look, I never needed this to begin with, but you're cute. So yeah. Like, you, who needs more of these pendants? Are you saying you wouldn't like an organ pendant? I'm good. Hello? I got to cancel <laughs> a few uh, charges on my credit card. Uh, now in the midst of this crisis uh-huh. within their ranks, one of her newer followers was watching. Stephen Maneo from New Jersey had just joined the online community with his girlfriend. Maneo had been following Sherry Schreiner online since 2004. He said in his YouTube videos that they had been longtime followers and still believed everything that she said. They just didn't believe in Sherry. Mm. It's, it's a little tricky. Now... In May of 2017. Now, mind you, this Stephen Mineo and his girlfriend have been disciples of Sherry Schreiner since about 2004. Okay. So from his early, early 20s to his mid 30s. His girlfriend's a little bit older than him, but basically throughout this time, they've been disciples until 2007 when they had a falling out. With each other or with Sherry? With Sherry. Okay. Real quick, what does being a disciple entail? 
Like how, how, because how much are they just like watching YouTube videos and like how much are they like hanging out with this woman? What's so going on? They were inner circle where they had been invited on missions. It's unclear how many they actually went on, but they seem to have actually known her. How large was her circle of people that was like inner circle? Inner circle was very small. We're talking probably like 10 people, like 10 to 20. Okay. I would say. And then, so like, because I'm just trying to gauge what percentage of of Sherry's followers were people that she actually saw in real life, and what percentage were just like people that liked her YouTube videos. I would say the lion's share of people who liked her YouTube videos. Okay. And it's a very small percentage that knew her in real life because she was very hesitant to meet people because she believed she would be assassinated. In some of these cases, her inner circle never met her. Hmm. So did any of did she live with or or like live in proximity? They to all any of live her separately. Okay, so they still live separately and maintain their own lives, but they are very involved online, very involved with supporting the organization, purchasing orgone or making orgone, and when she invites them on missions. It was considered an honor and only certain people would get invited because they were the people that she trusted not to be double agents. Hmm. But that decreased drastically after Kelly's death. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, in May of 2017, Sherry Schreiner accused Stephen Mineo's girlfriend, who also was a follower, of being a reptilian because she posted a photo on Facebook of steak tartare. Raw meat. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which, by the way, I've had steak tartare. It's, it's great. Our, it's, it's good. Yeah. I like it. I'm a fan. I'm I'm a meat person. I order all my steaks rare. Yeah, it's not for everyone, and it definitely is kind of a textured. The texture is the problem for me. Yeah, and the temperature because it's cold. Yeah. Um. But I like it. I think it's pretty good. You you can really taste the buttery taste that is actually inherent to beef in Mm -hmm. it, which is really nice. Um. So steak sushi. Yeah, basically, yeah. kind of. It's ground. Yeah. Usually. So it's like small chunks, typically. At least when I had it, it was small chunks. I don't know where the dish comes from, but I had uh, a, my stepfather's family was Lebanese. Mm-hmm. And so they would make it a lot. His his uh, father would, his Lebanese father. And every time he made it, I never knew what it was at first. And then I would try it and I was like, this is fucking good. <laughs> Uh, and then you find out what it is and then you kind of don't want to taste it anymore. It's like Mexican food where you find out the thing you're eating is a part of an animal you'd never thought anyone would eat. Mm-hmm. My mom uh, used to make this thing called a wildcat, which is just raw hamburger with a slice of raw onion on top and just eat that like it was a sandwich and totally normal. That's, so That's not safe, I don't think. I mean, she's still alive. I mean, that's true. And stronger than ever. <laughs> reptilian (laughs) but steven didn't take kindly to sherry accusing his girlfriend of being reptilian no i wouldn't imagine he would and sherry was actively trying to separate them was it because she was interested in steven i don't know that it was i think it's that cult leader thing of I need to be the most connected to you and any personal connections you have outside of me are a threat. Mm-hmm. And in some cases that manifests as sleeping with everybody for a power move. And I think in this case, she's just trying to get anyone who could cast doubt out of his circle. Hmm. Now, 
at that point, uh, Stephen Mineo and his girlfriend broke from the inner circle and they began making long YouTube videos about Sherry and everything that they found wrong with her. Now, I do want to be clear. They still believed that the reptilians were here. They just believed Sherry was lying to them. <laughs> so Sherry has in turn become the Jesus to them where they're like, yeah, everything that she stood for. Sure. Yeah, whatever. But her in particular. Right. That's so funny. So from May 29th, 2017. Because you, I'm sorry, but you set up, she sets up this thought process of like, it's okay to, Jesus is, Jesus is the one person that, that like everyone is agreed on that you don't like make fun of or like call a piece of shit or a fucking whore of Babylon. And she's doing that. Well, she she set up a system where you can't trust anyone and eventually that applies to her too. Exactly. We saw this with the flat earthers where that lady who the the that lady was like oh now there's conspiracy theories about me right because these people just like can't believe that i'm actually believe this or i'm real or like all these other things and it's i think that when you get in this place where like you're believing in some nonsense there's just why why anything anything goes like there's just no proof of anything and everyone can believe whatever they want you have no imagination only past lives Oh, God. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like how uh, we would interpret literature in art school, which is just like, whatever you want it to be, that's what it means. (laughs) It's very funny. That's true, though. I know. My literature teacher in art school is an idiot, and I hate her. Not hate, but she was not good at her job. It's very, just very funny how she set up a way for people to call figures of religion wrong and yeah. now it, it it affects her i just think that's hilarious i love it's when hilarious cult yeah. leaders bullshit comes back around on them <laughs> so from may 29th to july 11th of 2017 Stephen mineo and his girlfriend uploaded five different videos attempting to expose sherry schreiner as a fraud this is on youtube this is on youtube but then on july 15th Stephen mineo was killed his girlfriend, who had also been involved in the group, called 911 because he had asked her to hold the gun to his head. And <gasps> according to her, he had held her hand and pressed the trigger. Oh, no. She called 911 immediately after. Um, the police, she told the police that he was undergoing a lot of stress. Um, because of his break from Sherry and that he had asked her to kill him. And when she had resisted, he helped pull the trigger. According to her, there are some people that believe otherwise. There are some people that believe that she just shot him. Um, but the medical report did suggest that Stephen Mineo was killed with a gun placed directly on the forehead and he didn't appear to have struggled. Wow. Hmm. Sherry Schreiner died a year later of natural causes. But Stephen Mineo's girlfriend. What? Whoa, what natural causes? Well, I mean, she was born in 1965, you know, 2018. That makes her about my parents' age. Could be a heart attack, could be cancer. We don't know. 
could have been all of the inhalation of aluminum shavings <laughs> and resin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of artists died young and everyone's like, it's the curse of being an artist. Or maybe it's because ventilation wasn't good and yeah. you re- aren't wearing proper safety equipment. Mm-hmm. Art really is the easiest job, though. I mean, like, I starving artists, eat your lead paint. <laughs> to need to cut some weight, cut off your ear and give it to somebody <laughs> as a romantic gesture. These are two. They're, they're both the same guy. What'd you do with my ears? <laughs> <laughs> I pawned them. <laughs> Stephen Mineo's girlfriend at the time of Sherry's death went to trial where her story changed a couple different times, but they could not conclusively prove that she had intentionally killed him. And so she was charged with third degree murder, which is basically you were instrumental in the death of another person, but you may not have had the initial intent to kill them. But you did participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she was sentenced for up to 15 to 40 years in prison. Oh, my God. So she's eligible for parole at 15 years. basically. According to Sherry Schreiner, one of the last things that she posted on her website, and I pulled this directly from her website, quote, I would never charge money for something the Lord has revealed to me or told me to tell others. The books are a convenience for those who didn't want to read the info on a computer but wanted it in book form. And this is why I've provided everything to you on my website. Hmm. You can still buy Orgone pendants from her website. And her Patreon, even though she is dead, is still active. Who's keeping that alive? I don't know. One of the followers. Could just be Patreon. It could just be Patreon. If people didn't cancel their subscription, it could just be Patreon. But I actually have it. I did also read reviews of her books. However, they were mostly positive because the only people looking for those books are either us or people who already believe it. Well, that's another huge issue with this entire like hiding the conspiracies in the great plains of the internet is the fact that to even access them, you really have to be searching for them. They won't make themselves... They won't pop up on like trending unless you're like me and you research into this stuff. And now YouTube's like, hey, buddy, I got another weird one. Did you know that the Jews are actually alligators? And I'm like, no, YouTube, not now. <laughs> Maybe after three blunts. And But you you have to actively search for it. So the problem is, is that like all of the reviews, all of the people commenting, all of the people engaging with each other are either people that are into it and are just it's an endless feedback loop or it's an outsider who's here to make fun of these people which just adds to the us versus them mentality yeah, it adds right. to the martyrdom yeah. so it, it, it just yeah those positive reviews are actually a negative thing in the grand scheme of this lifestyle which brings me to her patreon which is still active oh god she actually has a goal on her patreon quote I would like to see at least 400 people stand up for the Lord in these last days and show their loyalty to him in tearing down the strongholds of Satan as faction four of the 1,404, 1,044, one, oh good Lord, 144,000. It's that number that Jehovah's Witnesses mm. love. It's the uh. armies of the last days. Yeah, it's also yeah, it's also in Revelations. Yeah. On this earth, battling against our father's enemies. She believes that she controls a quarter of that army. What? Yeah. That's so specific. And, and that weird. they are faction four. Okay. 
Yeah. Meh, whatever. If you well, like it's my... actually 27%, but we <laughs> rounded down to make it an even 25. Right, right. Uh, if you like my channel, please support my channel. <laughs> Your support helps me to maintain what I'm doing now, which is making videos and podcasts to educate and inform you to build an army for him. I also reveal what the Lord has me say or reveal to mankind and be heard by the nations. I also need funding for travel to build Orgone walls inside and around this country and network with other warriors in his army to get his will done on earth. So she wanted 400 patrons. Oh my God. Do She's... you want to guess how many patrons she has? Uh, 24. 100. By prizes right rules, you both lose. Oh, we were over. It was three. It's more than three. Okay. Less than 10. Eight? 6.9. Damn it. It is eight. And I do want to let you know that based on... So she has a ton of levels. The only way that she is currently beating our Patreon is if every single one of those eight joined her 500 or $1,000 levels. Wow. Monthly. Monthly donations. Uh, but what was really funny to me, first of all, her... <laughs> Her. What are her rewards? Please read. I'm gonna go through them, but also her profile photo uh, for Alien Nation is the White House with like the head of a gray where the American flag was, and then just pictures of a couple other aliens, and then pictures of the Earth but with cracks in it. Interesting. Yeah, dude. If she had a one dollar option, she does. No, we're not going to sign up for this crazy But girl. it's hilarious. No. That's, but that's the soldier level. Oh, God. For $1 per month. Join from $1 to $9 per month and be a supporter and a soldier for my army of God on Earth. I'll give you a shout out in the description box of every video. I'll list your name as a soldier at the end credits of every video I list for every radio show. Uh, for $10, you could be a lieutenant. Oh. <gasps> And she'll give you a shout out and your name in the credits and exclusive content on the site for being a patron. So we're not far off from being this, right? We're like... For $100. Oh, God. You get to be a captain. Ooh. Mm -hmm. For which you get a shout out and access to bonus content. Okay. By the way, she has no merch or other gifts. Every level is just a shout out and bonus content. But you get to be like a lieutenant or at $500 a month, you're a major. Okay. And then at $1,000 a month, you're a brigadier general. <laughs> I do want to note that there's no difference in gifts or rewards from the $10 level to the $1,000 level. It's just shout outs and credits. Uh, yeah, but I get a but higher you get to rank be a brigadier general. God's army. She also at least send me a tons of she posts a lot of bonus content on Patreon that's not limited to the tiers that you can just see. One of them says that people have been using her information for years in their books and lectures and don't credit where they got it from. And they also don't credit her Patreon people, which are listed in the credits of hers. Oh, this is the picture. So she's got the video of Rihanna shapeshifting. Do you want to see it? Oh, I would love to. Oh, so there, this is a different one. So Reptilian Rihanna's Morphing Eyes. Oh, this is the Morphine one I've seen. Morphing Eyes. <laughs> one look at you and I sun myself on rocks. I've seen this exact video. Yeah. It's just her pupils dilating and undilating. Yeah. I would say the moral of this story is 
check in on your friends. Yeah. Check in on your friends. If you see, if you go to their house and, and their shopping list is full of muffin tins and, and boat resin and crystals. Yeah. Maybe just be like, hey, are you okay? And then close your eyes sideways and then up and down. To make- <laughs> you, said, you said front and down. Front and down. That's what it was. Side to side and front to down. Like a Star Wars door. The message is check in on your friends. And if they're buying a lot of wood shavings for a corner of their room and a heat lamp. <laughs> they they're <might> a gerbil. <laughs> no, they might, they might be a lizard. They might be a lizard person. Oh, okay, okay. And if they buy a lot of gerbils, they're definitely Are a lizard. your friends snacking on live mice at the dinner table? <laughs> Tonight at 11. What about mealworms? <laughs> Exactly. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I, yeah, all of these, I forget that a lot of these are based in theosophy, especially since we definitely need to at some point cover uh, esoteric Nazism. Oh, yeah. Which is Blavatsky being taken. I don't know. I'm not super familiar. Straight up, literally. Yeah. Because she's real hateful, right? Yes. She's very racist. Thank you. Okay. I thought so, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah, huh? If you, I mean, this, I know this one's kind of a bummer. It is and it isn't because it's super interesting. It is a bummer because people die and they die in a way that is—I don't want to say easily preventable, but it is preventable if you seek help and you reach out when you're in need. You should never be worried to do so. Every no one wants everyone's life is better with you here. Yeah. Unless you are Hitler or Nope, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you like d- just take out your wallet or your purse are or you whatever. Hitler? Do take take out your ID, look at it. If the last name is Hitler, Otherwise, you're good. Yeah, and we want you around, and you're great, and we love you. And if your last name is Hitler, boy, am I sorry for you. <laughs> That's got to suck. I mean, if you're not the the literal Hitler, yeah. we probably still want you. But- anyway, yeah, that was, it was a lot of the sentence I just said was pretty problematic. Um, Much like Sherry Schreiner, our episodes are supported, are sponsored <laughs> by Patreon. Yes, we have a Patreon now, and for just $1,000 a month, you can become a Brigadier General. Brigadier General. For the Colt Podcast Army. The and Cheddar Brigade. Exactly. Yes, where we'll be fighting with cheese. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll take uh, um, uh, muffin tins and we'll put shredded cheese in them and we'll just bake them to make like cheese crisps. You could do that or uh, hear, hear me out. Mm-hmm. You get like some frozen hash browns. Okay. And you put them in muffin tins. So on board. And then you crack an egg into each one. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. then you get like some little pieces of ham or bacon mm-hmm. and you put those mm-hmm. in there to protect against the Oregon uh-huh. and then <laughs> <laughs> you then put shredded cheddar cheese uh-huh. and then you bake them and then when they come out of the oven you t- you pour resin all <laughs> over them to preserve them so that later you could heat them up for breakfast yeah it's yeah. Oregon cheesy blasters that's <laughs> yeah. what we've created it's you perfect. got cheesy blasters <laughs> you actually throw those into a sewer to lure ne- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out <laughs> or evil clowns Ooh. Because remember, she freed that race of turtle people 
turtle, which are probably related to the god turtle that fights the clown spider. Oh, yes. From It. From Stephen King's It. It No cocaine involved at all. (laughs) Follow the money, Hallie Burton. This episode is brought to you, as always, by our sponsors, Hallie Burton, causing the world's monstrosities since 2001. Uh, no, it's brought to you by our Patreon. We've got a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash cultpodcast. Check it out. For just $5 a month, you get access to our bonus show, and you can become a soldier in our army of God. Uh, this we'll week- send you an, uh, a card telling you that you're a soldier. Yeah, and what... Uh, station to go to when the end times come Mm -hmm. um so that's not gonna happen i'm not gonna do that that's too much work for me (laughs) to do uh this episode is brought to you in part by alex z because their last name is too damn long and too damn hard to pronounce i went to school with the zazimovich brothers Ooh, and if i can manage that i could probably manage whatever your name is. that's a good one zazimovich, zazimovich. sounds like they run their own juggling circus <laughs> they do not uh but one of them went to the same college as sherry schreiner Ooh, so take from that what you will this episode is also brought to you by lissa featherstone most benevolent supreme leader which i think is a meal at taco bell i don't know <laughs> Ooh, what's supreme, really funny is has sour cream yeah what's very funny is i did not want to put this in there just to see what you did uh but they said that it's pronounced lissa like Alyssa, and oh. that anyone who pronounces it anywhere close to lisa will be met with death it's been nice knowing you, Andrea. Well, she won't be Didn't they say Lisa? I don't know. I wasn't I don't really. Remember. I wasn't listening to you. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, I guess you could run it back and see if you said it right, and if your eyes transformed into and reptile. And if, if they closed side to side and front to down. Front to down, like Star Wars doors. What's not to get? Uh, your eyes are so beautiful. They're like Star Wars doors. <laughs> I'm the best poet of our generation. <laughs> I that's markedly untrue. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Kit and Trenton, and they were wondering if we could give them a couple name. They say some people say kitten, but <laughs> some people say tit, and they kind of <laughs> like that. And I'd love your thoughts. Um, Kit. Kit Bullshanks? No. Kit Bullshanks. Wait, let me see. Can Kit, I see there? Kit and Trenton. I I like Tit. I think Tit's a great one. I what about Titten? If you combine them, so it's not Kitten, Ooh. it's not Titten, it's Titten. Titten is good. What do you got, B? Well, if you put their initials together, they're just KT, which is another name. <laughs> just, <laughs> just go K- by Katie. Katie's coming up. <laughs> Katie, what? This is confusing. Do I know a Katie? Yeah, Kit and Trenton. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like in Power Rangers, how together they make a like a single entity. Yeah, they're but Voltron. But it has its own identity. <laughs> they're Voltron, but by the end of it, it's just a giant tit. <laughs> <laughs> With like a little tattoo of a kitten, kitten on, it. on it. Yeah, they are so busy. <laughs> <laughs> busy little kitty titties. <laughs> what what act was that in? In cats? Oh, that was definitely towards the end when it was a variety show and Judy Dench was laying in a basket in her fur coat. Oh God! You've got to see it. This is very confusing. Like they're cats, but they have fur coats. It's a lot. And human hands and feet and faces and yeah, they're cats with. 
people on their faces. faces and also hands and feet and <laughs> it's troubling me in places because the cgi's bad bulges are everywhere and i can't stop looking at them also why is Indris Elba taking off his jacket? <laughs> it's just his skin now. It, I mean, he looks straight up nude most of the movie. <laughs> so, but also he has a cat head. I, uh, I, I'm doing something a little bit different for my plugs uh, this week. Instead of asking you to send something, I'm asking for your support. Uh, you can go to my new Patreon or my new GoFundMe. I'm writing a new movie. It's called People, and it is written entirely by cats. Uh, <laughs> so I just took my mom's cats, and I left them alone in a room with a typewriter. <laughs> and whatever they come with, whatever they come up with at the end of the week. Uh, it's like Q-R-R-R-R-R-H-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C
Um, but there's Tell some other cool more. art there. Guess who? Guess who? Uh, webmasters your website, oh, buddy. Oh no! Some stranger sent me a dick pic this morning. If you want it for photo reference, oh, I'm happy why? to it to you. Why? So, yeah. He said it was for his girlfriend, and I was like, lies. Weird. This is deeply upsetting. <laughs> anyway, go to andreagazetta.com/bulge. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, hi. Uh, um, if you know what, instead of sending stuff to me, you could donate to the Orphan Kitten Club that saves neonatal kittens that have regular kitten faces and no bulges. I mean, kind of bulges. Our cat still has puffs where his balls used to be. Um, we did take them from him, but... You know, the puffs are still there. It's always so cute because it's funny because, like, cats love to play with those little puff balls, but they also look like they're balls. Yeah, when cats have balls, it's like somebody is gluing cotton balls right below their butt, and it's very strange. I just realized I've never seen a cat with balls before. You've stayed with Dennis before. Does he have balls? He doesn't, but he the sacks where his balls were were still there. And so they're very puffy. And we call him Mr. Puffnuts sometimes. Mr. Puffnuts. <laughs> Mr. Really Puffnuts. Um, but yeah, they. That's they... also Jason Derulo's nickname in cats. <laughs> Mr. Puffnuts. <laughs> the Mr. Puffnuts is a puffy nut cat. Um, <laughs> but Orphan Kitten Club actually uh, basically collects donations to help save neonatal kittens, which are the most euthanized population in shelters. And they also contribute to if they need special operations and things like that. That's very nice. Thank you. Uh, also, you can find me in the movie Cats as <laughs> Jason Derulo's bulge. <laughs> <laughs> it's shaped like my face. It's very strange. I was thinking that bulge is thick. <laughs> I was like, where have I seen that bulge before? <laughs> uh, and you can find me at Paige Wesley on Twitter or at Rampage Wesley on Instagrams. There you go. And uh, hey, everybody, we're going to be at Panic Fest. Panic! Yes. Their logo's a cat. Their logo is a cat. Meow. But it has a cat face. Yes. Which what means they... it's got a huge dick. Yeah, what they don't show is that cat. the Panic Fest logo has a huge fucking dong, dude. <laughs> it's actually, uh, that's what we're all panicking about. Yeah. It's how big the cat's the... It's just like in the Leprechaun horror movies where he <laughs> says he's a tripod. Oh, God. It's upsetting. Um, Except for, for a cat, it'd be like a five pod. Hey, Tim, the owner and operator of Panic Fest. I'm sorry about this one, <laughs> Doc. Anyway, January 25th at 2.45 p.m., we will be doing Cult Podcast Live. I will be jazz dancing in a cat costume. <laughs> That's a promise you're not going to keep. It's going to be know. way too cold. It's very You're going to look like Idris Elba taking off your jacket skin to <laughs> dance. I'm just going to hold hot coals right oh. in front of my crotch to be accurate. <laughs> be like, this bowl just keeping me warm. Anyway, for tickets to our live show, you can go to coltpodcastshow.com. And right at the top, there's a banner that says, click here for tickets. We made it very simple, very easy to get your tickets. Please come if you're in the area. We will be hanging out after the show, and we will be doing stand-up comedy after the show. And you can find more details on our website, coltpodcastshow.com. And hey, if you like our show, you can uh, follow us on Instagram at coltpodcast. 
Or on Twitter at Cult Podcast Show. You can also send us an email to cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. Or if you want to send us cat art with cats with humans on their faces and hands <laughs> and feet, uh, you could send that to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237. Like the Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. If you draw the three of us as characters from the show cats but the show the, not the movie yeah the show i want 80s leg warmer realness and i want i want so much fucking bulge on me me <laughs> I specifically i'm so uncomfortable with i want this. bulge none of them around my crotch by the way i want to be <laughs> fucking ken doll flat in <laughs> that aspect <laughs> i just want to look like i'm tumored out bro with like just so many bulges anyway um we also have a website it's coltpodcastshow.com you can go there for uh all the fun stuff yeah yay and i think for this one i'm gonna say don't drink resin no don't eat the orgone cakes (laughs) uh and don't drink the kool-aid bye